the Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. I guess that's me. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. <coughs> And today's date is February 
the city that you're hailing from, send me a text. You know what I'm saying, folks? And I'm sorry I got tongue-tied and everything because I forgot to pull up a song and I had to tell the producer what to do. And you know what? That proves I can't chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. So anyway, let's have a prayer and then we'll bring up, we'll have our, uh, wow. Let's have a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua, home see His name, we pray. Father, I for sure pray that Radio Unite goes according to your will, not our will, Father. And please give everyone out there ears in order to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh, in your Son, Yeshua, home see His mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Wow, time for a song.
Okay, Brother Ben McKnight, which we haven't heard from him. In fact, our newsletter came back from him. So I pray that he isn't one of those people that have just suddenly died. And in fact, I had a, a friend that I've known for 58 years. I just found out was dead and found dead in his van the other day. And according to this other friend that, that found out about it, said that, uh, you don't know what happened to him because they thought everything was going real good with him health-wise or whatever. And so find out anyway. But meanwhile, we've got some lighter side things. Um, in Oregon, they're saying this. Not a meteor. Meteor. Not a media Meteor. <laughs> Not a meteor. <laughs> Oregon officials are still reviewing the possible UFO crash. Okay. At the end of last year... The stranger, the strangest occurrence was reportedly reported by uh, the authorities when they supposedly stumbled upon a huge meteor falling down to Earth. You may believe this is yet another meteorite that breaks into our atmosphere, but you'd be wrong because there wasn't a meteorite that broke the atmosphere at the moment, according to the scientists. The Oregon officials claimed that whatever the item was, they did not necessarily recognize it, and both the Air Force and the Federal Administration tried hard to discover uh, the facts behind this very unusual incident. The observances at the scene confirmed that it appeared like an uh, aircraft failing, uh, fall, an aircraft falling straight down to the earth, suggesting that it wasn't necessarily formed like a meteorite either. Okay, anyway, lo I, I can just talk about it. Anyway, lo uh, there's a lot of witnesses and things, and it didn't look like a meteorite, but even NASA was checked up on them, whatever, and, and they said that it, it, it wasn't a meteorite. Um, and so uh, that's where we're at with that. Anyway, what it's saying, so they're basically in Oregon looking for a downed UFO. That's the basics. Okay, well, while we're on those kind of subjects, let me get you one over here. Um, look at this one. Now, we warned you that something was headed to the earth last week and said it could hit the earth. Now, I don't know if this is the one, but uh, just read this much of it. Corgi-sized meteor as heavy as four baby elephants hit Texas, says NASA. Uh, the meteor in question struck the earth near McAllen, Texas with uh, the energy equivalent of eight tons of TNT, but there were no reported casualties or damages. Yeah, but they fell it all over the place, and it, it, it didn't hit in McKellen, Texas. It hit out to it. But, and, you know, there was no war, uh, warning about that one. I don't know if that was the one that we did warn about on the radio program, but, folks, these things can get by, and they're getting more and more prevalent. And so... Uh, what I really want to point out, now here's a really, really interesting ar article. Yeah, I don't know if any of you have been following it, but um, the, uh, they've been working with artificial, in, in, uh, artificial intelligence, and working with artificial intelligence, they, they had it where you could interact with it on, online or whatever, and some of these bots, these artificial artificial intelligence bots are saying things like one said uh, he wanted to uh, uh, destroy all humans and he and one of them said that uh, they wanted to uh, make a 
bioweapons and stuff, you know, and kill off all the human race and all this stuff, and talked about taking over. And this is a, a bot that's running on its own, you know what I'm saying? That but somebody had to program that in program it into the robot. No, right? no, they don't. No. No, there's the point. They they put cert, they put certain things in it, but with the information it has, it comes up with it. But you know, it can weigh out. See, there's a there's a kicker, and Elon Musk and everybody. Elon Musk said from the first, we better have off switch for these things because of the mere fact that we are teaching them to think for themselves. If we if it has to be. What good? Okay, let's go with this. And, and for all the folks, and I never thought you. If we know the answer to a math problem, then we ask a computer the math problem. But that doesn't mean we programmed in the answer. The computer thinks of the answer itself from the facts that it has. You know, like one plus one equals two. It's the same way we're coming up and deciding to kill off human beings. They weigh out all the evidence that they have in it according to what, you know, and, yeah, they get things like uh, uh, information like climate change, that's false, things that are put into it. But uh, so they deduce that humans are killing off the planet, so then they decide that they want to kill off the planet. The human didn't program into it that we need to kill off the human beings. That's the that thought they came up on. The, the robot just said, hey, the humans are less important than the Earth. Let's kill the humans instead. <laughs> right, which oh, it, it, uh, in one sense, logic, if it was true we were destroying the Earth, which we're really not, and, and near the sense that they're talking about, we're not as abusive as said, there's no such thing as climate change. But the point is, is that, um, you know, yeah, they can come up with that scenario, to do what's with the information they have to do what's best for the planet. And logically, if we were destroying the planet, you know, absolutely, then maybe they would be right. But we're not destroying the planet like that. But the point is, is they're dangerous. And to make matters worse, they're trying to make, you know, they're making them into walking, talking robots. Read this. Scientists grew living human skin around a robotic finger. The advanced, uh, the, the advanced brings Terminator-like cyborgs a small step closer to reality. Right. So that's what that's what the Terminator ones that have. They have skin over the thing, real skin. They're creating the same type scenario that you, you want to see what we're talking about. Just go watch Terminator. Right. It tells you everything that I'm talking about, but it's a reality. Yeah. You know, and the scientists have pointed it out and others. So that is a real, real reality. And then on the other hand, you've got to read this. Scientists say they can bring back the doo-doo. That's the <laughs> That's doo-doo? It's not a doo-doo. It's a dodo. It's a dodo bird. Oh, a dodo. Let's be yeah, I, know, I, I know, D-O-D-O, but I never <laughs> thought you would pronounce it that way. But it's a dodo bird. Um but I don't need to go into what it is, but but the deal is is sitting, bring them back. That means something that's extinct and bring it back. Well, what is that open the door to? Is it good to do that? I mean, you think they should bring dinosaurs back? You know, you want to have Jurassic Park out here? Or should they? You know, 
The father allowed these things to be extinct. Actually, the dinosaurs, if you want to know what happened to the dinosaurs, that's real, real easy. It's called Noah's Flood. That's what got rid of the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were on the earth with human beings before Noah's Flood, and you can see evidence in the Bible um, and evidence in archaeology. But So if you bring back dodo birds and it works, the next step is they, I've got other articles that are talking about right now. They're fooling around with the DNA for mammoth elephants. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, that's not like they're recreating things. I mean, they're using the same DNA. I don't think it's right. But then you have a problem like this when they start messing with DNA. Wild super pigs in Canada po poised to wreck environmental havoc, spread disease, and U.S. experts say pigs are reportedly extremely intelligent, can grow over to can grow to over 600 pounds, and are hard to eradicate. That okay. reminds me. This morning when I headed out of town, I got to the stop sign. There's a big gigantic pig walking down Fifth uh, Dole Street. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, that looks like a pig. And it was. It was the old hog. It was on its way up to somebody's front doors, just roaming around. So I went to pick Jenny up. I said, there's a pig down there on the street that got loose. She said, yeah, it's somebody's. I won't mention names, but I know exactly the person. It's their pet. I said, their pet, they're uh, illegal in the city limits. Farm animals are illegal in the city limits. You can have 12 chickens, but you can't have anything else. Um, she said, oh, she got past that because it's a therapy pig. Oh, my gosh. Really? Well, I'm going to go get a therapy elephant, right? Wow. Okay, well, but uh, let me just tell you about this real quick. So Canada, they introduced a thing that, that they, farmers or something a little while back needed a, a, a pig that would survive better and it would be good, so they cross-breeded uh, pigs with wild boars in Canada. <laughs> and then the market ran out. And so all the farmers just released them, and, and they thought, and even the government thought, well, they'll just die off because they weren't, you know. But instead of dying off, they just got bigger and survived, and now they're coming over the border in the United States, and they're really hard to kill, and they're really aggressive, and they're really, um, you know. it, it cre But you see, crossbreeding something goes against Yahweh. It makes it a hybrid. And now these are monster pigs that are really intelligent that are wrecking havoc on the environment and are harmful to humans and so on and so forth. Never should have been done. Not only that, shouldn't have been taken from where the father placed them in the environment to someplace else because they are created for an entirely different purpose. Okay. Moving right along, um, we better touch on this because I don't want to not. Folks, I really believe that they're really pushing us towards World War II, uh, or World War III. I can't express how much. But Putin suspended the nuclear treaty, and he put uh, his nuclear forces on combat duty. That means he's met, and he's also brought uh, nuclear warships out and sent them out into the sea. He's did everything that you would do if you were preparing to launch nuclear weapons. Um, he's put them all in the United States. What do they say? They say, well, well, the White House says, oh, we haven't seen anything that looks like he's headed to nuclear war. Garbage. They are. 
and he's really been he's been emphasizing it, and he's saying it. He's stepped over the line. Right now, we know that he bur- that America, for all intents and purposes, blew up that pipeline, that Nord Stream pipeline that goes between uh, Russia uh, and uh, Germany, and uh, they had, they in fact Biden slipped the tongue has admitted it more than once. That's a criminal act of war, not only against. Uh, Putin, but also against Germany itself, you know, even though Germany is our ally. Um, but I just want to warn you folks, it's getting closer and closer and closer um, to something very, very significant. So let's do this. Um, yeah, who, Frank says, who at this point won't chair the nuking of D.C.? Yeah, there's that. Okay, moving right along. Real quick, um, people say 5G. Uh, towers are healthy. Well, let's read. No, back saying? up there. Let me see that headline again. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You can read the headline. Okay, five G towers can make healthy people sick. Two case reports. So, in this case report, on two previous healthy men who developed microwave syndrome uh, symptoms after the five G cell tower was installed on the roof of their office, and a similar report published last month. So that non-ionizing 5G radiation can cause health problems in people who have no prior history of electromagnetic sensitivity. Okay. Um, for the record, folks, you can find this article. It's from the Defender, but you can find it over there at prophecyhour.com. Probably another the radio archives thing. And, and That's exactly what it is. That's what they're putting in up the highway on 77. They got that exact thing down the street, about two miles down our street, up on the highway, right down here on the highway. On, okay, it's been there for a while. Right there, the the hill with the cross, there's one right there. I didn't see that one. They got one on that side of the street now, so they're going to, oh, my gosh. They're all over the place. They don't have a very large range. Is where they have lots of them, um, but yeah, yeah, this is this top portion is what you yeah. see for that. Okay, just showing the end, folks. You want to know what we're gandering at? I know you're all you people at home are going. Well, what are you guys looking at? Well, go over to prophecyhour.com and and you can find it. But uh, I'm fixing to do some. For the record, I'm fixing to do some radio improvements. And so we'll broadcast live, and I'll just uh, probably just project my screen so you can see some of these articles that we're looking at. Am I going to read that article? Um, uh, you really don't. Okay, have. I want to read that one part, though. Go ahead, says, quick. Uh, according to the report, the uh, clinic case reports uh, experience uh, headaches, joint pain, tendinitis, ab- abnormal fatigue, abnormal fatigue, sleep disturbances, burning skin, anxiety, and trouble concentrating. There's your symptoms for uh, your 5G brain kill. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of things that can bring those on. I'm not saying that it is at all whatsoever. Tell us where they can find us. Oh, you can find all of our mission updates, radio program archives, contact information. Everything's on our ministry hub, which is prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. We'll be back in four minutes. Don't go 
away. Pastor Dan will be right back. In Genesis 41, tells the story of Pharaoh having a dream of seven fat ears of corn, followed by seven blasted ones, meaning there's seven years of plenty, and then there was seven years of famine following. We are now in seven years of famine once again, starting September 25th of 2021. Joseph's Kitchen is about getting actual wheat berries, putting them through a meal, takes 30 seconds, putting it along with the ingredients into a bread machine, pushing a button. Two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice steaming hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Most long-term storage food is from nine to $10,000, one person, one year. At Joseph's Kitchen, it's two people, one year, about $2,000. Then you decide whether you want to have food for one person, one year, two people, one year, four people, one year, or six people, one year, all at josephskitchen.com. That's right, about $1,000 per person per year at josephskitchen.com, josephskitchen.com. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. The Ark Haven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell the Pastor Dan sent you. And you're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour in America Voice Radio Network. Well, we'll try to be, or at least I'll try not to be so scatterbrained in the second part of the program. First off, um, the Ashbury Revival that we talked about last week, if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it. But second program today, I'm going to have Pastor Carl Gallops on, and we're going to go into great detail about Ashbury. And uh, so that will be a really good radio program. Make sure you folks stay tuned. And those that will be list or are listening this at a rate, well, it wouldn't be right now, but after a while, when you listen to these in radio program archives, it'll be right there for you to click on. So make sure that you do that. So yeah, it is, and I do believe it is a real move of the spirit. But moving on from that, we have other things to talk about. First thing we're going to talk about, we had to make a little trip down the street to meet with some people yesterday. What am I talking about? Yesterday, oh, we went and got more, well, it wasn't blankets this time, it was uh, kids' stuff and cookies, 400 homemade cookies. Who did we get it from? From the Mennonite group, the ladies that make the quilts and, and burns. Right, well, I meant, I just said speak up a little bit. 
Um, so, yeah, well, that's all we picked up. And we also picked up, like, at least ten pairs of brand-new fleece-line jeans and some other odds and ends. Some, uh, some, There's one pair of brand, size 10 cowboy boots, brand-new ones. Right, right. And so there, there, there were some other things. And the point is, and they gave us a, a cash donation to get some groceries. My point is, is, is uh, um, and these ladies asked if it was okay to talk about us and tell us, et cetera. We are just starting to get help from the local, uh, local Mennonite church. So that's a real blessing. And, uh, in fact, uh, one of the guys from that church called me, and, and I'm picking up nine dozen eggs on the way into the mission church. Oh, he's from their church, too? Yes. Cool. Yes, that's where he can, yeah. Yeah, anyway, but, uh, anyway, moving right along. So, pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. We do need your help. And then I've got another lady that's in, in Wichita that helps the homeless and poor, and she's going to give me a couple of tents that I need, because... I used uh, some funds and I bought up. I think I did. I bought up a total of six or maybe seven tents. I don't know exactly what the number was and gave them out, but I still have more people asking for tents. Um, and you know, over most of those was all females. There was only about three men, and the rest of them went to women. I think you gave out about fifteen tents. Um, the number wasn't that well because much. I know Larry brought seven that started the all oh, those were sleeping bags. So never mind, that was sleeping bags. Yeah, and uh, I did uh, a while back, but as far as tents go, it was about six or seven. Yeah, but, yeah seven. Larry did bring some sleeping bags, and I was able nine, to Nine because he had out. seven, and you went and got two more the last two they had, so it was nine. Right, right, right. But and, and that still we that is not near that that is I mean whoa there's just that many homeless well a lot of them already have their own camping stuff and everything and not all of them need sleeping bags because they already have but you know we still need we can still use ton and we've given out blankets and so on and so forth so my point is is we still need all the winter stuff and as far as sleeping bags and tents goes they use the tents all year round. Uh, and same way with the sleeping bag. So these things that we're asking for isn't just temporary. But also, you know, um, feeding-wise, um, so our numbers are staying up there. They bobbed down to about 87 or 90, but they just keep going back up and down. Yeah, um, it's been in the 80s. It's been in the 80s. Um, anyway, and so that to me that's good, you know, but I know this. As soon as it starts to warm back up, you know, our numbers are going to go way back up, um, absolutely. Let alone, I think that in May, we think, well, May, that's going to be warmer. But I think what's going to happen in May is because, see, a lot of people out there got emergency food stamps because of COVID. Supposedly, the COVID emergency food stamp is going away in May because uh, of COVID. This emergency. month was last month, February, March 1st, they don't get them anymore. Oh, okay. Well, February is the last month for emergency food stamps. Oh, oh, do you see that? Yeah, because the, what, what it was is they, they get their regular monthly food stamps at the first of the month, and then the third week of the month they give them another boost of food stamps. That third week of the month is gone. February is the last month they got that. Okay, but they're also talking about their – they also did just a regular amount of food stamps that they were yeah, getting. Yeah, decreased. Was, it was, was increased, and they're going to decrease that also. So there's going to be a big drop in food stamps across the board. But the prices aren't going to be going down because they keep going up, up, up. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so there's my point. So we really do need your help and support for the Wichita Mission Church, folks. 
Um, you know, so we need everything. So just pray about it. Just pray about it. Also, folks, we're making improvements on radio. I'm trying to to raise some money to get some things done, which you will be really happy with. So pray about support and talk radio. After all, you do like our guest speakers, and believe me, don't give up. That's coming. We've just had a, little, a few problems. We're working out the bug. And when we do, we're going to make a lot of things better like this. I'm going to start publishing. When we're talking about some of these things, I'm going to start sending my screen um, to uh, through Skype to the radio station so they can broadcast it from American Voice Radio, and you can see some of these articles that we're looking at while we're talking about them. And so that will be a big thing. And so we'll project our screen over there. So pray about supporting uh, the Wichita Mission Church. Pray about talk, uh, supporting Talk Radio. Um, you can donate online over the phone by cash out or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all that information at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Okay. Now for the main topics of the day. Okay. Now, folks, we're still talking about this thing that happened with the, the trains. And in our original broadcast where we talked about it, because we've seen the video of the sparks going off the wheel and everything. It just seemed like that it was, uh, um, you know, intentional. We'll also say this. There was 150 cars involved with that, and most trains don't try to pull over 80 cars. And yet there was 150 cars in that train. So that was suspicious. But, you know... Some things that people are calling a coincidence. I'm going to let you decide on this one. We'll talk about it after we read it, but this is just really mind-blowing. Okay. East Palestine launched the My ID Emergency Services to Survival Local. Not surveil. To surveil. Yeah, not survive. To surveil locals' biometric data just one week before the train derailment. Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023, Ethan Huff. Exactly one week before the Norfolk Southern Freight Train carrying noxious, cancer-causing chemicals derailed and subsequently exploded in a controlled release, residents of East Palestine, Ohio, were told to sign up for the MyID tracking device from the local fire department. An announcement from the East Palestine Fire Department explained that MyID provides an easy method to provide valuable medical information to first responders in the event of an emergency. And further reads, the base service will be uh, free to residents of East Palestine as an added service of the fire department. Bob Moore, a local 70-year-old farmer and longtime East Palestine res resident, told the independent media that he ignored local news reports prior to the disaster, urging residents like himself to sign up for the MyID, allowing them to receive a biometric tracking device capable of relaying updates to first responders about their health conditions amid, uh, amid the, an emergency or major disaster. Not unlike the one that occurred in real life a week later, uh, the timing of the My ID rollout, more explained, is nothing sort of suspicious. Almost like the whole thing was planned as a false flag event. It was exactly a week before the derailment happened, more explained. 
the people were asked to go to the local fire department in downtown East Palestine to get the, that my ID. They began monitoring your physical activity, your heart rate, your respiration, anything that you might be exposed to. Uh, I see this as a, the kind of sensor you would put on an astronaut or on an athlete that you wanted to track to see how you'd react to stress or being winded, or in this instance, a chemical exposure. It's, mo it's a monitoring device. It's a monitor monitoring device. Okay, on January 26, WKDN, a local Ohio news affiliate, announced that the East Palestine uh, would be, begin making an important medical device available to all 4,700 residents starting on January 29th, just five days before the derailment. Uh, the MyID program is ready to roll out in East Palestine, it's a medical information system that helps first responders provide care. WKBN reported, watch, watch the news report below. Okay, so the, in the video, that's referring to a video that's in this article, and so if I had that um, up, I could show the people, but go ahead. Okay, my ID provides wearable devices or key FOBs that have QR codes, Emergency responders use a camera phone to access important medical information. The announcement upset Moore, who said it reminded him of the Wunan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine rollout under Operation Warp Speed. I completely ignored it, Moore said about the announcement. But the way the media, uh, the way the media played it up, it was like East Palestine was a test town that they volunteered to be a part of, that they were chosen and were going to implement it right after January 23rd. I do find it odd. I find it a coincidence that we are having coincidences pile up all around here. More uh, further speculated about the rise in disasters at food factories and egg farms on top of the train explosion and my ID rollout. He believes the bio... Uh, the biometric bracelets are possibly a way for the government to track people in the midst of a major disaster. The fact that the program exists indicates that somebody somewhere knows something and wants to get data, he said. Every piece of data that the government collects, that DARPA, uh, large corporations and multinational corporations collect, can always be turned against the citizen. Everything is valuable to weaponization, is vulnerable to weaponization, and the most sacred thing in any weaponization, weaponizing is data. Yeah. Okay. So here's a guess to put it short. A couple of weeks before the train disaster, their city was chosen to test out these devices. Now, why, why in the world, logically, think will you give it to a place that? might be good at using, you know, so you can, how can you test it unless there's a, a problem? A disaster one week later, exactly. Right, and then, yeah, here comes, the, after they get them, here's a disaster one week later, and it's a small town of 4,700 people, you know. Um, th that's so suspicious, it stinks. Coincidence? Do we really going to believe that that's a coincidence? Hey, and then let's set it on fire and get mustard gas going and see if they can live. Hey, we'll put on our suits and tell them that they can go home and drink their water and see what happens to them. Folks, there's some very people 
evil people in high places, but beyond that, there is evil spirits in high places that are controlling these people. If you're not of the Yahweh, then you can be controlled very easily by Satan the devil, and that's what he does. Whether it's the devil or all the demonic forces, however you want to put it. Um, and I know there's such a variety of people of different beliefs that listen to our programs. But you got to know, we are in that time of the end. They're pushing us towards World War III. I mean, you better really get get ready in some senses. Consider be ready to move. Look at some of the older radioactive fallout things that what you do in case of it. You really, really need to get prepared. The only thing that will save us is, is a miracle. I don't know. Maybe that miracle starting to happen that we saw uh, happening in Ashbury. Maybe that is... Uh, I don't know, I wasn't there, but looking at all the videos and everything, and I'm going to talk about this in the next program, but looking at all the videos and all the things going on in Ashbury, looked like a real move of the spirit of Yahweh. Well, maybe that move of the spirit of Yahweh somehow is going to just keep expanding and it will save us from these evil people that want to destroy the world, that want to destroy us. But the big thing, you need to be right. You need to be right with Yahweh. Especially, let's go into this next one. This is this is serious, and you need to pay attention. This is a true thing. Invasion. Famed war correspondent Michael Yon uh, documenting influx of military-aged males screaming, uh, streaming across southwestern or southwest border. Oh wow! Thursday, February twenty-third, twenty twenty-three. National news. <laughs> Oh, J.D. Hayes. Yeah, like give credit where credit's due. No Natural news. Right. Photojournalist Michael Yon is no stranger to combat. Having served in the U.S. Special Forces and documented a war in Iraq as a journalist, so what he says about what is going on along the U.S.-Mexican border and invasion should be taken seriously. Every day I am with them, I see a sprinkling among the masses, a few who appear dangerously insane, and another sprinkling of the obvious predator males, he wrote, adding that a group he saw cross recently at Puerto Rico Limon in Darien Cap Gap in southern Panama appears okay. As of today, about 1,000 a day are flowing through Darien Gap from more than 100 countries, he wrote earlier this week. He notes that the funding of migrant assistance comes from various sources, including contributions from governments and international organizations like United Nations, the International Organization of Migration, the World Food Program, and well, as well as charities such as Red Cross. Okay, stop. Wow. Um, and we already knew that. Uh, we've talked about it before, but here's the point. Where is Darren at? He's down at the, in the country of Panama as these people are progressing up through from South America, you know, and so they're coming up through this place called Daring Gap, and so he's there interviewing them, and he even hires in Chinese interpreters and other interpreters from other countries to be with him so he can question these people. So this ex-Green Beret really does know what's going on. Listen to, to you in the warning. He's an ex-Green Beret. Let's go on. Okay, for example, Yon noted... An Afghan in one group mentioned that someone in America was paying for his journey. Meanwhile, some of the Indians mentioned that they 
paid around $20,000 each. They were paid around $20,000 each, while some of the Chinese reported paying $7,000 to facilitate, facilitate their migration. Uh, he noted further that after getting a couple of real American news journalists to the region and back safely, you then observe ominously this is an obvious invasion force. Stop a second. So these people are being, this isn't organic. These people aren't just natural refugees. A natural refugee just flees their country because of whatever, whatever. These people are being paid, you know, to go there. Hey, $20,000, go there. $7,000, go there. Cover your expenses, go there, go there. What, and people from, listen to the, to the variety of the people that are, that are pouring into our country from all different nations all different nations. This is a plot to take down America. And at some point, it'll come to complete fruitation. And that may be even why that uh, Biden and and uh, Biden is holding back off on the nuclear war because, you know, they've got to have ground forces to, to enforce this thing. But we'll just see. Let's go. Okay. Most of them, okay, as a, most of them have no idea yet. As a former Green Beret, and having spent many years in many wars and conflicts and an equal time with my no, with nose in history books, this is all amazingly clear. He has my estimation they will later be armed with phones. Many will be assembled in camps within the USA. Most will be left to the to the wild. Stop. Um, they be a uh, Biden administration has been giving them phones as they come in. See. So, yeah, he's giving them photos on the other side so they can register before they get well, here. Right, with an, app, with an app. Yeah. Well, they haven't put that. He's not. Stop. He's in the process of creating the app to put on the phones. He has not yet did it yet. So don't. So he isn't doing it already. He's getting ready to do it. You know. Um, go on. Okay. You went on to observe that he believes migrants being assisted through various programs will be subjected to indoctrination that promotes hatred towards whites, including those who are Asian descent or who are not strongly based biased against whites. Uh, the phenomenon is reminiscent of a, a process known as kulaksization which took place in the Ukraine before and during the Great Famine under uh, Stalin's re regime. Uh, in that instance, the government labeled people they wanted to eliminate as Kalukas, uh, which is a similar process to what they've been experienced by Jews throughout the history. The, labing, the labeling of people as racist in the United States can be seen as a similar type of process where people are targeted based on their perceived views on race, which can result in social ostracization and discrimination, he noted. These labels are often vague and can be applied to anyone for almost anything. In the past, people have been used as weapons against groups like Ku Klux, uh, Jews and many others, which has resulted in demonization, demonization of these groups. Uh, these types of behavior is this type of behavior is dangerous at it, as it can result in people being armed and acting without rules or boundaries. He added, 
when these individuals are ready and armed, their food supply is likely to be cut off. Stop a second. Um, it, it says the type of behavior is dangerous as people can resort people being armed, and but acting without rules or boundaries. That is a lot of the violence that's going on in this country, the shooting of police officers, um, the claiming that police officers are so bad and are racist and all that. And all of a sudden, we have a rash uh, that's never seen before in history of police officers being executed, sitting in their cars, being shot at, being beat up. It's the same way we're seeing with homeowners that are white and have money being robbed here and robbed and robbed. We're already seeing this, and it's bad enough that, that people are called, you know, are, we're already recognizing it. The attack is already underway in a sense. But these people will become more organized and more used. Um, it, we're, you know, we don't have time to go through all of it uh, by anything, but you can go over and look at it at PropCR.com. Folks, if you're living in a large liberal city, do what you can to get. You need to get out of there. You need to get out of there. You need to put her out away from any city, um, major, any major city, liberal or non-liberal. You need to do it. You need to get at least a hundred miles, uh, if possible, away from a city like that, because you know when everything goes down. And, and see, they also that these people are trying to push so much of us into um, getting electric cars that they know that in case of emergency, people can't flee. They can't flee very far in an electric car. Right. You know, you're not going to be able to go to another safe part of the country when, let alone the electric grid's down or, or you know, even if the electric grid isn't down, have fun finding a charging station, you know, because they're few and far in between. Every city doesn't have them. Like every city has a gas pump, this is a planned thing. They already know. There's going to be a major thing. People are going to be stuck where they're at. You need to move out of where you're at. You need to get to a rural community if possible. And you need to do it quickly to try to get yourself embedded. And when you get to that rural community, don't bring your, your city garbage with you. Get into what the community is into because you're not there to change. You're there to assimilate and to be part of so that you won't be considered an outsider because, and this is coming. I've been saying it on talk radio for a very, very long time. Um, you need to do something to protect your family. Of course. Pray about it. Get right with Yahweh. But you need to get out of those cities. Life isn't going back. It's it's not going to be normal. It isn't normal now because all these people aren't flocking to the rural communities. These people, even if this plot isn't real, so to speak, they're moving to the major cities. They're not moving out in the country. And they're going where they can get a free ride or whatever. And they, they live by the, they're still in their hearts living by the laws and things from the country that they left. And that's the problem we're having with, there's countless Muslims that are, that are killing their wives or doing this or that. And, and they say, well, it's legal in our country. Or they have sex with minors. And they say, well, we can do that in our country. It's legal there. It's not legal here. But they're bringing it here. This is a planned thing. And you need to do something about it. And if you're listening to this radio program, you probably are starting to do something about it, or you wouldn't be listening to our radio program. But what can you do for us? You know what you could do for us? You could really, really share our radio programs. 
You could donate to this ministry. You could, if you don't want to help with the homeless and poor, really, you could donate to talk radio. I've got some things that I need to do, and also we have to pay the bills over here. And this takes so much time for research. You just can't. It's just hard to believe. Tell them again how they can donate. You can donate online, over the phone, by cash app, or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all the information at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And we do, folks. We're, we need Bibles. We need money to buy Bibles. I prefer large print King James Version Bibles. I really only like to give out King James Version Bibles because there's not a lot of New Age stuff that's been crammed into them and changed. Uh, so pray about it. Anyway, do you have anything else you want to say before I... Just pray about helping. Okay. If you've got anything you need, just don't call and bring it to my church. They'll take it. And I do need first aid things. Anyway, we must remember, folks, that there is only one true God. He is your Father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repentant sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always be a blessing to others. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, because when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, it's like praying for Messiah's return. Yeah, because there'll never be any real peace anywhere on the earth until Yeshua HaMashiach returns and sets things straight. And believe me, folks, I believe it's within our generation. If you don't die from a car wreck or disease or something or from some of the stuff we're talking about, you're going to see him in your lifetime. That's what I believe. Now, I'm not, I can't say thus saith Yahweh because he's, nobody knows the day or the hour. Lord our God, Father, King, Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that Father, that you would please, please, please bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until an hour from now, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Y'all be blessed. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.